podcast, where we discuss all things agile software development and delivery. In our Too Long Didn't Read series, we provide short, practical advice on how to get stuff done. So don't expect deep discussions, but step-by-step, hands-on DIY advice that will make your life easier. Everyone, I guess, has heard of user stories and most of us write them, but quite often user stories aren't as well written as they should be. So this is your five minute fix. The basics, first set the scene. Use the classic structure of a user story in the form of as a user, I want to, action, so that, go. So as an example, this gives you the who, what and why. Basically a little bit of a business case, really. Generally speaking, a story should be written so that we don't need much other context or background to understand it. So as an example, as an e-commerce merchant, I want to present a logo on my payment page as to provide a consistent brand experience so that when my customers provide payment details, they're not confused or concerned. Second, add detail. Provide all the relevant detail that we need for implementation and validation, so testing. This we generally speaking call acceptance criteria. Again, there is kind of a a format that has been established. We call this the Gherkin format. And the Gherkin format follows the pattern of given a condition, when an action is performed, then we see a result. This facilitates clear communication and helps testing, but it also helps you think and structure, especially in regards to complex conditional flows. So as an example, Given an image has been successfully provided, when I view the payment page, then I see that image. Of course, there will be many other acceptance criteria. So given I have permissions, when I upload uh, an image, then virus checks, format checks, etc., etc. will happen. Given that the image is not in the right format, when the image gets uploaded, then certain exception messages are triggered, etc., etc. So there can be quite a large number of acceptance criteria. Also, I should, should say that acceptance criteria do not have to be in Gherkin format. Sometimes it's more efficient and faster to just bullet point. Third, get the level right. An individual story should provide a testable part of a feature, but it should be possible to deliver it within a sprint, better in fact within a couple of days. Ideally, every single story should provide business or user value. Also, an individual story must be testable. As an example, adding a database field doesn't really satisfy those criteria. However, being able to provide store and retrieve information in some shape or form from a database does. So your do's and don'ts, do iterate, start high level, work with user experience, developers, QAs to refine those stories right from the beginning. Don't jump to the solution, elicit the generic need, that's usually what the story says at the top, and then elaborate with user experience and technology to understand constraints and feasibility, how this turns out in reality. So you want to display a logo? Fine. How do you do that? Do you upload an image or do you just provide a URI? Very different in terms of complexity, effort and user experience. Attempt to write stories that are roughly the same size. This massively simplifies your analysis, planning and execution. Split stories in a meaningful way. So normally that means that a story is end-to-end. So user has a goal and that goal is completed and satisfied within that story. Um, in some cases, when you, where you have public-facing APIs and you have a front-end sitting on that API, you may want to consider splitting stories into back-end and front-end. But there are problems then 
that you may not realize the full business value. Keep in mind, a story should always provide some kind of business value. Another thing to consider is how you split your work across teams. You will want to enable multiple teams to work on the same feature. However, at the same time, you also want to be those teams as independent and autonomous as possible. So when you split stories, you need to consider that they should be self-contained, but at the same time, the bigger picture and the wider context must not be lost. We'll definitely talk about this in a separate episode at some point. Generally speaking, add as little detail as possible, but you need to put enough information in so that you and the team can deliver functionality in a reliable way. Depending on your team, this may mean a lot of formally documented detail, or it may mean very little information, especially if you have an established, mature team that you communicate with fluidly and frequently. So let's talk about the don'ts. Do not write stories in sprint planning. Write them before, discuss them before. Sprint planning is not to flush out story detail. Sprint planning is to validate stories, basically see whether they're ready for development. If your sprint planning, generally speaking, takes longer than I would say half an hour or an hour, you're doing something wrong. Do not use stories instead of communicating with your team. Stories are not just another word for waterfall-style documentation. Generally speaking, try to stay away from technical details in stories, although it depends a little bit on what your product or what your project is about. In some cases, it is all about technology and then technical stories are fine. However, if you find stories like add database field XYZ, you need to be questioning whether the story is written at the right level. So do not make stories into implementation tasks. Have a look at our show notes and of course our blog. There is further information on user story writing. I hope this was helpful. Happy story writing! That's it for today's episode. Have a look at our show notes with related information and details on how to get in touch at thebarnup.com. We are listener-driven, so please do send us your questions, comments, and ideas for new episodes. We're both practitioners and are happy to discuss interesting opportunities from consulting to coaching to getting involved in actual projects. For inquiries, please visit burnupmedia.com. This podcast is produced by Burnup Media Limited under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 license, which means you can share it as long as you give credit, but you cannot change it or make money of it. Until next time, thanks again for listening and have a wonderful day.